0: Hi, I'm Laia Blaby, and I'm a postdoctoral researcher in the Stein Monogastic Nutrition Laboratory at the University of Illinois. Today I will be talking about zinc, calcium, and phosphorus interactions and their consequences in pink nutrition. I will start by giving a brief introduction for calcium, phosphorus, and zinc, the nutritional requirements for them, and their mineral interaction. Then. I will move to talk more in detail about the two mineral interactions between zinc and calcium and zinc and phosphorus, and I will finish with the conclusions for this talk. Calcium is located mainly in the bone. Its main functions are to support the skeleton, muscle contraction, and nerve impulses. Calcium is a type 1 nutrient. Phosphorus is also mainly located in the bone with concentrations of 60 to 80% there, the rest being in soft tissue. Its main functions are also to support the skeleton and assist in energy metabolism and energy activation, but it is a type 2 nutrient. Zinc is mainly located in the body cells, and its three main functions are to act as enzyme catalyst, regulate gene expression, and act as a structural component. Zinc is a type 2 nutrient. So what does it mean to be a type 1 or type 2 nutrient? Type 1 nutrients are required for specific functions, but type 2 nutrients are required for general metabolism. So when there is a deficiency of a type 1 nutrient, like calcium, the animal continues growing, but there is a reduction in the body stores of this mineral and also a reduction of its functions. But in zinc or phosphorus deficiency, the peak reduces growth to try to maintain the tissue concentration of the nutrient, and there is also a reduction of the endogenous losses and a decrease in the appetite. The nutritional requirements for calcium of a peak between 11 to 25 kg are 0.70%. The problem is that swine diets are based on plant sources that have low calcium concentration, and therefore. We have to supplement them with inorganic sources like calcium carbonate or animal sources like meat or bone meal. The requirements of total phosphorus are 0.60% and the digestible phosphorus are 0.33%. However, most of the phosphorus in the swine diets is bound to phytate and therefore we have to supplement the diets with phytase or inorganic phosphorus like monocalcium phosphate or decalcium phosphate. The nutritional requirements for zinc are around 100 ppm, but it can be used therapeutically up to as much as 3,000 ppm of zinc oxide to prevent the post-weaning diarrhea and to promote growth performance. However, zinc is inert and non-degradable in the manure and in the environment, so the long-term application of swine manure and broiler litter increases the concentration of zinc in the soil. In this graphic, we can observe the concentration of zinc in Europe. Red indicates higher concentration of zinc. When we compare the graphic with the peak production in Europe, we can observe that the zones with higher peak production, like Denmark, are also the zones with higher zinc concentration. This concentration of zinc in the soil can produce environmental pollution, can reduce crop yields, and it's also a risk for aquatic animals. Another problem of feeding therapeutic levels of zinc oxide to pigs is the development of antibiotic-resistant bacterial strains. This phenomenon has been observed in multi-resistant E. coli and methicillin resistant Staphylococcus aureus. Another disadvantage of using high doses of zinc is the interactions between minerals. However, not all mineral interactions are always negative. We can find synergy between elements, which is when two or more mineral elements mutually enhance their absorption in the digestive tract and jointly fulfill some metabolic functions at the tissue or cell level. For example, calcium and phosphorus in the formation of bone hydroxapatite, or iron and copper in the formation of hemoglobin. However, I will focus on the antagonism effect. The antagonism interaction is when two or more minerals inhibit the absorption of each other in the digestive tract and produce opposite effects on biochemical functions in the organism. For example, Zinc and copper inhibit the absorption of each other in the intestine. Now, I will move on to the first mineral interaction, zinc and calcium. Zinc competes with calcium for absorption through channels proteins on the brush border membrane in the small intestine. However, this transporter has greater affinity for zinc than for calcium. In 1956, it was observed that when calcium levels are increased in a diet with a low dietary zinc, the incidence of parakeratosis was increased dramatically. It has also been observed that high calcium levels in the diet reduce zinc bioavailability. In rats and catfish, reducing the bone zinc concentration. In poultry, reducing the plasma zinc concentration. And in pigs, reducing the blood and bone zinc concentration. Also, it was observed that phytate reduced zinc bioavailability. High dietary zinc level reduces calcium bioavailability. A reduction of calcium was observed when willing pigs were fed 3000 ppm of zinc oxide in diets without phytate supplementation. However, in another experiment, the addition of therapeutic doses of zinc did not reduce the calcium digestibility, but when diets were supplemented with 2,500 FTO of phytase, high levels of zinc reduced the apparent calcium digestibility. In growing pigs, the inclusion of increasing doses of zinc oxide did not reduce the apparent total tract digestibility of calcium. Pigs were fed a diet based on barley, wheat, and soybean meal and supplemented with 1,000 FTU of phytase. In one of our experiments carried on at the University of Illinois, we tested the supplementation of therapeutic doses of zinc oxide and the addition of phytase in diets fed to growing pigs. We observed that the addition of phytase increased the standardized total tract digestibility of calcium, but it was less if zinc oxide was added to the diets. There was no interaction between zinc oxide and phytase, meaning that the increased digestibility of calcium that was caused by phytase is independent of the concentration of zinc in the diet. In the same experiment, but instead measuring the calcium retention, we observed the same results as in the standardized total tract digestibility of calcium. But there was an interaction between zinc oxide and phytase. In peaks, phenno zinc oxide, the addition of 3000 FTU of phytase increased the calcium retention compared with 1000 FTU of phytase. However, with the addition of zinc oxide, there was no difference. This could be explained by multiple mineral phytase complexes being more stable than single mineral complexes. Also, calcium and zinc act together to increase phytate precipitation. So high dietary zinc increases the negative effect of phytate on calcium digestibility, and this may reduce the standardized total tract digestibility of calcium. Since calcium and zinc compete for a common transport pathway and the transport has more affinity for zinc, another hypothesis might be that high levels of zinc oxide Increase the possibility of zinc being absorbed and reduces the capacity of calcium to be transported. So at the end it might be a reduction of the absorption and digestibility of calcium. Now I will focus on the interaction between zinc and phosphorus. Most of the phosphorus is bound to phytate. In cereal seeds between 59 and 70%. In legume seeds between 20 to 46%. And in oils in meals between 34 to 66 percent. Zinc is a potent inhibitor of phytate phosphorus hydrolysis by phytases. It seems that zinc binding houses a conformational change in the phytate moiety. As a consequence, phosphorus will be less accessible to phytase. In willing pigs fed low levels of phosphorus, the addition of 3,000 ppm of zinc oxide reduced the average daily gain. These diets contain phytase. However, when pigs were fed the recommended levels of phosphorus and without phytase, the addition of 3,000 ppm of zinc oxide did not reduce the average daily gain. In the same study, they also observed that the addition of 3,000 ppm of zinc oxide to diets with low levels of phosphorus and with vitis, reduced the levels of phosphorus in plasma. But in diets with recommended levels and without vitis, the addition of 3,000 ppm of zinc oxide did not decrease the phosphorus plasma levels. In another study with whittling pigs and chicks, the supplementation of high levels of zinc in low-phosphorus diets with vitis reduced the fibula age in pigs and the tibia age in chicks which is an indirect measure of phosphorus bioavailability. Also, in growing pigs, the supplementation of therapeutic levels of zinc in low-phosphorus diets with fighters reduced the apparent total tract digestibility of phosphorus. In weaning pigs, the addition of graded levels of zinc oxide linearly reduced the phosphorus digestibility when diets were formulated within the recommended phosphorus levels. However, with higher levels of phosphorus, there were no effects of adding zinc oxide to the diets. In another study in weanling pigs, fed diets with recommended phosphorus levels, pharmacological concentration of zinc oxide decreased plasma phosphorus, regardless of phytase supplementation. In our lab, we observed that pigs between 15 to 20 kilograms of fed diets with the recommended phosphorus levels, phosphorus retention increased as the concentration of phytase increased in the diet. But the increase was greater if zinc oxide was not added than if zinc oxide was added into the diets. The last example that I will talk about is when pigs fed diets with recommended phosphorus levels and without phytase. It was observed that the supplementation of 1750 ppm of zinc reduced the apparent total tract digestibility of phosphorus. To conclude, mineral interaction is a complex world and not all interactions are negative. In zinc and calcium interaction, we observed that both high calcium and zinc levels reduce the bioavailability of the other. In zinc and phosphorus interaction, High levels of zinc will reduce phosphorus availability in diets with low levels of phosphorus and also in diets with recommended levels of phosphorus, but not in diets with higher phosphorus levels. So, if pigs require pharmacological levels of zinc, we should increase dietary concentration of calcium and phosphorus or supplement with phytase. And with that, I would like to thank my fellow lab members. If you enjoyed this presentation and would like to know more about this topic or want to learn more about nutrition, you can visit our website at nutrition.insi.illinois.edu. Thank you for your attention.